0: Today my guest is Bambi and she's in the UK. She owns a nursery which is a establishment for two to five year olds and uh, she runs that as her business but she got diagnosed just under four years ago with rheumatoid arthritis and so it's been a really really tough time for her but she's got a fantastic story to share with us today and we're going to hear about the ups and downs and the challenges but also how she was able to turn around this very, very challenging disease. So Bambi, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Clint. I'm 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 very happy that I'm finally sharing my story with you. It's the it's the perfect time, you know. So um I, I just wanted to say that um so my experience, so this this started in it was March 2015. And it was very, very similar to your experience. So I kind of got out of bed one day And both my ankles were like immediate pain. And I remember trying to come down the stairs to the kitchen for breakfast, thinking, oh, this is painful. I must have hurt myself. That was my immediate thing. So that kind of went on for the week and things weren't getting better. And I went to the doctors and the doctor said to me, "Um, come back in about three weeks. He said, maybe you've just got some tender joints. It could be that you've hurt yourself, you know. That was that. So when I went back, things had worsened for me. You know, I was struggling, I was taking one step at a time. You know, it was kind of severe. And I went back and he said, Oh, we'll do some bloods. So he did the bloods. So I went back and he said, um, no, he said, There's um, nothing wrong. You haven't got arthritis. And he referred to arthritis, not rheumatoid. I wasn't aware what rheumatoid arthritis was at that point. And, um, and he said, No, you're fine. And it was all, you know. And I remember doing this, bowing down like this. Yeah. And he said to me, Hey, don't be upset. He said, You're all good. And I said, So why can't I walk? I said to him. So um, he said, Look, give it a month and come back. So cut off short. I went back. By the time I went back, my arms were bowed. Mm. So they were bowed, I was in severe pain, and as as you mentioned clint i I have a nursery school by that time, I was struggling, I was getting into work, and you know everything was a struggle for me, and I just didn't know what was wrong. so I went back to the g p and he said i'll I'll do a referral for you so that was by this time this was we were looking at end of April May, you know so um Things got worse, but I kind of just got on with it. You know, I didn't think, you know, of anything serious. I, I didn't know what I thought. By um, by September, I'd called the hospital and I said, look, I'm waiting for a referral. I haven't heard anything. And obviously, you know, things in the UK, NHS appointments are very, very slow. You know, so you kind of accept that and you, you carry on. And she said, "Um, we don't have a referral for you, she said, you know. So I basically slipped the net, as they say. There was no referral. They'd lost it. So then I went back to him and then he did another one. So um, we're looking at winter now. By this time, work was a struggle. I was quite down I, I was very willing to kind of lock up the school and think, right, my business is over. I can't do this now. I had the school for about 13 years by then. So it was really established, but things were difficult. My my home life, um, I, I care for my husband as well. He's partially blind. So I had all that to deal with as well. So I think I was just riding this horse and trying to get on with it, you know, being there for my husband who needed care, but also... My difficulty. So, by December of two thousand and fifteen, I went private. I thought I, I can't do this anymore, and I went private with my husband. Um, I had some blood done before he went, and I remember walking in to see this consultant, who is now my consultant now NHS. And um, he looked at me, and he said, "Take a seat." And he looked at my bloods, and without examining examining me, he said, "You've got rheumatoid arthritis." And he said, This is the worst, one of the worst cases I've ever seen. He said, because by that time I was really severe. You know, my my joints were swollen, everything. I was struggling to walk. And I said to him, What's, what, what's that? What's rheumatoid I thought? What's the difference? And he said, um, you have an autoimmune disease. He said, Your, you know, your immune system is attacking your joints, and that's hence why your your body's inflamed. And he examined me. And he said this is terrible and and he kind of shook his head and said you've really slipped the net of the nhs he said this is awful and it was funny because we were going to disneyland i think two days after and he gave me um an injection the the steroid injection and he said you know i i will make sure that you come and see me prior you know through nhs and that (laughs) that injection just got me through the holiday. It was amazing. It was a real lift, you know, my mental state. And then it was funny because that was 22nd of December 2015. And then by January the 6th, I was straight in for an appointment with him. So everything happened very quick, which is interesting how, you know, it can be done. So um, I saw him there and he gave me Scans on my joints and all of that, all examinations, X-rays, and then said, which is very similar to when I heard your story, Clint. About you know, we're going to put you on methotrexate and this is this and it's going to do this and it's like, I'll see you later, <laughs> you know, um, you know, and um, and I remember feeling really scared about it all, but I was also very desperate. You know, I had a business to run, I had to look after my family. There was a lot going on and. You know, I I went on I went on the methotrexate twenty five milligrams. Um, it was a really high dose. The hydroclox. Like oneil. Yes, all of that. Um, I don't I don't know um the equivalent to that actually because chloroquine hmm. Um, I don't know if there's um. You know, if because I don't I don't see that particular medication often on other people's experiences, so I don't know if there's an equivalent. But anyway, I was on that two hundred milligrams a day, so I was on everything basically. Um, so my so that started from January two thousand and sixteen, and that just continued, and and it was awful. You know, it was it was the the medication, the side effects of the methotrexate, mm. you know, the, the day evenings and then, you know, struggling to go to work the next day. By Thursday, I was back in the room and alert again, the sickness, the infection after infection. By June 2016, I had neutropenia. So no, no immunity in my in my body. Um them saying you have to come to AE and you know you need to be careful. I work with children. How am I gonna be, you know, all, all of that? So it was a really, really scary journey with all the medication and, and knowing that I didn't want to be on on this. I I was very anti-medication, you know. My children um haven't, you know, have been on antibiotics once in their lives. It was very anti for us here. So that, that was tough and and with the joints things improved slightly but but didn't if I had an infection I had flare-ups so in my eyes I was going around in a big circle you know and then I became quite depressed my mental state wasn't good um, I was very unhappy I, I struggled with with everything. And, but I was consistent in, in the running of my home, my children, looking after my husband. All of that was consistent, but I wasn't happy. You know, I was referred to counselling um, just to deal with this illness that I wasn't familiar with as well. Um, and And, you know, it, it just kind of went on and on. And, you know, I had a good day, a bad day, but overall... I was never myself you know the medication was really but i felt it was it wasn't helping me i wasn't saying wow i can i can do this again and i can do this i was still struggling mm. and the chronic pain I, someone once said to me bambi your face has been lifted and i didn't get what they said and i said what do you mean and she said to me you were always in pain your face said it all mm. you know but anyway, so that that went on for um over a year. So we're looking at like 2017. And I was, I was on social media, I was on Facebook, and I'm obviously um, part of the rheumatoid arthritis um, page. And somebody had written um, this was back in May 2017, and someone had written, you know, is there any diet I can I can look at to help my pain, et cetera? And some did written, look up Clint Paddison. And that was it. There was a link and that was it. So I I remember being there with my husband and I I kind of clicked on it. And the the first, I just remember your blue shirt. Yeah, because it was a conference. It was your, your story. And I remember watching it with my husband, Bobby. And I was just like, and, and I could relate to it because it was so similar to me. Mm. You know, you you walking away from them offering you methotrexate and going back because things became so severe. And, mm. you know, and I remember looking at Bobby and looking at him saying, Bobby, I've got to do something about this. You know, and it was from then that I researched and I, I looked at your podcast and I, you know, I, the first thing I bought was my juicer. And we immediately started juicing, you know, I, I, could show, I could show you our batch of celery and cucumber that we do every day. and and Bobby does it with me, which is great. Um, and you know, that's been consistent. and 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 I just started introducing this plant base. I did it very slowly. I didn't say right, that's it. I'm vegan, i'm I'm right, That's it. You know, I did it very slowly, which was the best thing. I kept a log. So I kept a log of things that I was eating and things, you know, that, that, you know, I was slowly taking away. So the juicing came first. We did the juicing, the detox, as as you had said. And then I just slowly started taking things away from my diet and then bringing in other things into the diet. And that's how I did it. So that that kind of went on. And immediately I saw a difference in me. And and I remember being at the nursery school and I, you know, and normally with, you know, when the children are looking up at me, I was never able to kind of get down on my knees or crouch anymore. I wasn't able to do that for years. And I remember all of a sudden just, you know, a little, a little girl saying, Bambi, Bambi, and I, I, I crouched down so I was eye level with her saying, What's the matter, darling? And she was talking to me. And I remember looking down, thinking, I just crouched down with no pain, with nothing. And I looked and I thought, Oh, and I thought, Goodness me. And I was then able to get back on the floor with them and, and cross my legs and silly things, things that people would not appreciate. But things for me with my work was, was so tough. And, you know, my physical thing was 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 great I was able to do that and um and that was immediate and I remember in July of that year Clint I went to Greece on holiday and uh, my husband was over here he'd flown back and I videoed I wish I had it to show you, and I, I videoed I went watch this Bobby and I ran round our little folk garden I ran, I did a couple of laps and I sent it to him. And I remember him saying, you're amazing. And it wasn't, you know, but it was, it was a real lift for me. I hadn't done that for for years, you know, so things had kind of, it was an immediate effect. And the more I felt better, the more I, you know, was so kind of focused. And I remember going to the consultant in September. So the plant they started in, the it was June the 24th. And then by September, I'd gone. And my inflammation levels for my test were zero, okay? And I'd never had this. And this was the nurse, the rheumatologist nurse. And she said to me, and I'd cut down the methotrexate. And she said, why have you done that? And I said, because I feel great. And I will do this. Because why should I be on something that's not helping me? And she said, I need to speak to your consultant. And she bit like that. But she was also quite impressed, but was kind of like this, you know, better not tell her that I'm really impressed. And went off and came back and she said, your consultant says, um, carry on, but don't be dropping off any medication, but you know, do what you're doing and we'll see you in six months. So I did, I carried on and I just got better and better. And my blood results came back normal every time, every time. You know, and, and, and it's been so so consistent. I have had flare-ups in between. I, I had a car accident back in June last year, which caused a flare-up. You know, the shock of the accident gave me a flare-up. But I found that with the flare-ups that I was having, I was able to manage better. You know, they were I I was able to manage it, they were they didn't last as long. Um, And then I was kind of moving on infections, skin infections that I had on my feet, my fingers, when, you know, things like that were were just kind of moving on so quicker. You know, my immunity, you know, was stronger. I was recovering from colds quicker, you know, everything. You know, I'm asthmatic as well. So, you know, I, I, I found that I wasn't on my preventers anymore. You know, my my checkups were kind of, you know, okay. Um my the colds that I had disappeared, you know, but what I found that was if I ate something that I shouldn't have or something was in an ingredients, then I I recognised it straight away there was pain. There was slight pain in my hands, maybe, or especially my left knee. So um I thought, gosh, there must have been something in that mm. and they're all. So and and you put something recently about recovering from eating something that you shouldn't have and I think we need to kind of look at that you know even more of how to recover from something that you may have eaten um so overall Clint it 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 kind of um has been consistent and then when I saw my consultant this was last March 2018 and everything was good and he said to me, you're making a big mistake, he said. And I said, why? He said, because your diet will not be the thing that will make you better. You need the meds. And I said, well, the meds are there whenever I need them. I said, so, you know, I'm just going to carry on. And then what happened from then, you know, he was supposed to say, oh, he, had, he said to me, let's drop the hydroclox cook. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he said let's let's drop that um in september so he dropped it by 100 grams and then and then um, milligrams and then i went off it in september now he said let's let's review you in september and we'll discuss about dropping the methotrexate." you know since but then he cancelled the appointment the appointment was cancelled by the nhs and then the then the appointment was cancelled by march 2019 so Two appointments were cancelled. Now, he had said to me, we'll discuss methotrexate in September 2018 and see if we, you know, we'll, we'll get you off it if we need to. Now, two appointments were cancelled. But in the meantime, I'm plant-based. I'm carrying on doing what Dr. Bambi saying. And I'm, I've am i cut my methotrexate by, by a ridiculous amount. I think I was on two and a half milligrams by then, you know. So, um I had a, a flare-up, an infection, a chest infection of this year, a, April 2019, that I that took me a long time to recover from. Um, and then I, I went and saw the consultant who was not my consultant, but someone who was covering for him um, June the 25th, which is two years that I had changed my diet to, to plant-based. And she examined me. And she said, she said, what, what, you know, dosage are you on? And I told her, she said, why have you dropped it so much? And I said, well, when a consultant tells you he'll see you in September 2018 and he doesn't, then he doesn't see you in March 2019, then I'm doing what, what is right for my body. And if I'm well and my bloods are set, showing that, then what am I doing? And she examined me and she said to me, come off it, come off everything. And I just wanted to read you, Clint, just the letter that I got after that visit. Okay. And she said, she says, I reviewed Mrs. Nicholas today. She's doing very well. She has not had any joint swellings. um, An x-ray had shown evidence of osteoarthritis on the knee, which, you know, okay. She started reducing the dose herself, and she was hoping to see the doctor. Um, I understand a couple of appointments have been cancelled. There is no rheumatoid arthritis visual, um, no swollen joints, no tender joints. Visual analogue score, 10 out of 100. CRP, 2. And she says at the end, we will see her again in six months. All being well, she can then be discharged, you know. And I and I, I remember her saying to me, come off it. It's not doing anything for you, you know. And she said, your, your bloods are so consistent. And they had been for, for two years. And I remember I was actually in shock. And I, I walked out of there and I got into my car and I actually cried. And I cried over, I, I can't believe I finally heard them say, come off all meds you know and um and i remember you know messaging my children and my husband and saying i've done it i've done it and that's all i could say to them i've done it you know so my my focus now is that i i continue this you know you you get into this routine of you know your food and and everything it becomes very much part of you you know, and, and why would I look at a piece of steak? And, and I look at that, and I think, well, that's pain. Why would I put that in my body? You know, and and it's funny because you you know you you become so aware of autoimmune diseases when you have one yourself. And you know, I, I remember I, I had someone, a colleague of mine, who who has been taking methotrexate for fourteen years, and I'm like, come on, you know? And she said, but I love meat. And I think a lot of people are very challenged by by changing diets. And I think it just shows how tough it is. But, you know, I, I did it. And, you know, my mindset is clearer. I'm in a good place. I do have pain now and again. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm able to do this. You know, I'm able to run. You know, just just amazing where, where I've come. And, you know, my husband says, you, you've, you can do it, Bams. You've, you've done it. I'm so proud, and my children are proud. You know, and and you know, I re- I remember you said once, Clint. Um, there was something that you had said, like you know, if you're feeling good, take the take the stairs, don't take the lift, and that, you know, things like that. And it is about you know programming yourself, so you can do this, whether you're in a bit of pain you can do this. And I remember going to the hospital for an appointment and it was the same routine because I went so often, it became kind of my second home initially. And I pressed that elevator, the button to go down and you know, and I was screening really good. My results were good, you know, and I I went to visit them and I knew that it would be good. And I messaged you, I don't know if you remember, and I said, I took the stairs. (laughs) I was on the fourth floor, I took the stairs, you know. And and it wasn't just the physical aspect of taking the stairs, but just the mind saying, you know, you you can do this, you can fix yourself, you know. So that I suppose that that's where I I'm at, really, you know. And we you know we juice, we we love juicing, um, and it's good because the family do it. My husband juices with me, you know. We've learned we've learned so much from from this, and. And it saddens me, you know, that, you know, yes, we have medication. Medication is here for us. And, and I, knew, I knew that my consultant was looking at me thinking, well, you've done really well. But it's like they're unable to say, well, you've done really well. You know, there's, there's so much, so many, I don't know, politics sure. in it. Mm. You know, that's what I felt from my experience. Mm. Yes. So, yeah.
0: Well done and, and well explained. You know, we really, really enjoyed following that uh, journey along that you uh, you told so well just then. And let's not get focused on what we can't change at the moment, which is the medical establishment. Yes, um, that's right. L- let's just focus on uh, the things that we, we can change and we have our power over, which is, you know, what yeah. we put in our body and how we move our body and the way we think. We can change the way we think. And the the example of taking the stairs is a good, a good sort of example of, of, of doing that and just having a mindset shift. And maybe we can't do it every time, but where we can, we should challenge the body, try and get it to respond. And we learn new things and we establish new neuro pathways in the brain where the brain starts looking for physical challenges, as opposed to trying to look for ways to avoid them. All healthy humans are, are programmed to conserve energy, right? If we, you know, look at how our society has become. You know, now you can order fast food to be delivered to your house. So not only are you eating food that's mm. atrocious for you, but yes. now you can have that delivered, and oh, you so you're not even you're not even having to walk from your car into the restaurant to pick up the crap. You now del- the crap just lands on your lap. So, yes. you know, it's humans, are just the uh, desire to avoid energy exertion mm-hmm. is is insane. Um, but if I just attended a conference called Plant Stock here in the US, and when one of the speakers was Dan Buettner, who wrote a book called The Blue Zones, and I should get him as a guest on this podcast, and the relevance of why I'm bringing this up is he talked about longevity and people who live to 100 and the areas around the world where we have the most people living to 100 and there's there's four or five places and one thing they do amongst sort of four or five key consistent things that that these communities do to live very long time is they're constantly moving constantly okay Mm -hmm. so they tend to live on you know hill slopes and things where they have to walk up a hill just to go and 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 go to their garden which happens to be another thing most of them have some kind of source of locally supplied foods much of which they create themselves small communities in gardens so they're constantly moving throughout the day and so you know the 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 seeking of physical challenge um, when we're not constantly moving throughout the days is kind of really important so tell me this as I as I put myself in the minds of of people listening to this, a few yeah. questions come to mind it, it seems to be that your body was responding really excellently to the change in foods uh, did you did you find that some foods did not work for you and some things completely were 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 not successful at all?
1: I think because I had an immediate effect of of you know, my well-being, um, I, I didn't find that anything didn't. And obviously, because I, I kind of took things out slowly, I was able to measure it a little bit more accurately. You know, I, I knew that eggs, anything with eggs gave me severe pain. You know, um, the, the, the red meat had gone kind of, you know, I kind of got rid of the, the red meat very quickly and the fish came later. But... The, the juicing was it gave me more energy it was good for my bowels um it just kind of started off the day really really well there's no overeating because you know that's quite filling and it's a really you know good drink I it's people say oh oh no 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 it's celery but it you, you can't I mean today I had celery cucumber ginger and garlic in it because i have blood pressure you know so it's amazing what you can do so i don't think there was anything that didn't work for me mm. Mm. but i i just enjoy it Clint, you know i i enjoy it. and and without with you know with my cuisine and you know my cooking that i do you know um there's a lot of plant based in it, there's a lot of pulses that we eat, lentils, you know all of that, beans, you know we're we're not real meat eaters anyway, and neither are the children. So I think it was easier to kind of you know adapt to that, but just bringing in things like quinoa, which I never had, and you know I kind of bought some seaweed and thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is a bit this is a bit challenging. But just just the the juicing was the first thing that I found really good. Mm. But it was just interesting how I had immediate effect. You know, being able to kind of get down to the floor to speak to a child on eye level rather than mm. looking down because I just couldn't get down there.
0: Mm.
1: That was immediate. You know, so yes. But I think keeping a log was was really good for me. Mm. Uh, it just helped me and it was like, right, yeah, that and then introduced this. So, mm. you know, and, and and replacing things like, you know, with more fibre and more brown rices and all of that and pastas and, you know, and oils as well. Um, we, we don't really have, you know, but we have a lot of, being Mediterranean, We we use a lot of olive oil, you know, um, but just cut, kind of cutting down, and I think what's been really good is that you know my children and my husband follow follow it. You know they're not vegans, but you know they're happy to have um, plant based meal because it's no different for them. They might have some chicken one day. That might be once twice a week. Mm. They they've they've adapted really really well, and they see mm. how different I am. That in a way it's like mummy's back. You you know. And the support that I've had from my family, from my children, my husband, you know, my friend has, has been amazing, mm-hmm. you know. And, and if you were to ask me what are the struggles of, you know, I think people, some people who just don't understand who would say, do you really think it's because you're plant-based and not the medication? Well, I'm proof. <laughs> I can put my arms up. Look, I couldn't do that before. <laughs> So, yes,
0: so, yeah. Mm. Let me see, what are we missing here? Uh, we've covered the support thing, which is crucial, and we notice so often yes. that um, when we're really struggling, we're trying to do this on our own. Yes. And your family has obviously been a 10 out of 10, tremendous help for you. Absolutely, yes. And uh, if someone is trying to do this on their own and, and whilst potentially even looking at, looking after a a child or two on their own or try and run a business and not have any support i mean it's just so much more difficult and i would encourage those people to consider our support group which is designed for that exact purpose to offer support and guidance um so we've covered that we've covered the diet your exercise did you did you really ramp up the exercise
1: The, the exercise was very slow um initially um because i used to walk a lot you know, used to walk the dog and everything, and that kind of immediately stopped, and it stopped for for a long, long time. And then they they did refer me to physio, and actually the the guy that I used to see saw me when I was in a really bad way. Um, so that was kind of in the April. Then I changed, you know, started changing the diet, and I I'd mentioned you to him, and and then I was seeing him for almost a year and he couldn't believe it and he said Bambi you're an inspiration to many you know and he was the one who said to me you need to get out there you know slowly even if you're in some pain you've got to challenge yourself so I was doing like walks and walking again so you know sometimes my husband says was that you going down the stairs I'm like yeah wow because I don't realize that it's so natural now you know, that I can I can kind of go down. But by the time, you know, when I said that I had those the initial pains in the ankles, you know, by by that by four or five weeks on from that, I was shuffling down. You know, my bottom, it was so severe, you know. Tough Clint. Mm. It was mm. a tough times, I must mm. say.
0: Yes, that's right. And a lot of people are still in those tough times and they listen to yes. or watch this podcast because they they want to learn and, and gather more clues as to the path forward for them and be inspired. So let's speak to those before we wrap up. Uh, those people in that situation, put yourself back there. Uh, think about what you now know about what you've been through. What are you? Yeah. What are some key tips? It, they could be mindset. It could be. It could be nothing to do with diet and exercise, or or it could be something within those categories. Yeah. What are the key things that if you had to instruct someone? what would be the key things to do
1: um i think i think from my own experience is the introducing it slowly because i think psychologically if you kind of put it in all right i'm 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 changing my diet i'm i'm going plant based that you might not manage that psychologically you know so i think you have to introduce it slowly you know i think keeping a log is always so important because you you actually for me you're so in touch with your body. So all that time that I was in agony, I didn't know it's because I had a fried egg in the morning or that I was having a piece of steak. You know, all these things that I'd obviously made me more unwell. You know, the pain was severe. It was chronic. It was there all the time. So I think being more in touch with your own body by what you eat, and, in, you know, introducing it slowly. Um, I think another thing um, is, you know, we're, we're all different people here. You know, people look at me and say, oh, I could never do what you've done. You know, and you you find that. But, you know, everyone's got an opinion. You know, some would be more encouraging. one would say, oh, no, no, not for me or what have you. But I think you need to kind of focus on, on, on yourself and what you want you know, you are pain-free, you're not going to ever cure yourself, but you can have a good life by being pain-free, by maintaining, I think it's the maintaining, and don't avoid these people who haven't got in the nicest way, do, do you see what I mean, the, their opinions, you know, you you have to really focus on what you want, you know, and, 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 and receive that, that support from people who really do understand, I mean, People have seen how bad I was, you know, my own family, my children, you know, my, my, I had to care for my husband. I, all I wanted was to be better because I have someone I have to look after. He's visually impaired. You know, that was a challenge for me. I, You know, my husband actually said, gosh, I, I wish this didn't happen to you. But me, like, you know, it was a really traumatic at the time. Mm. So I think focus is really key, mm. you know. F- focus is definitely key. Yeah. Definitely. You can't go yeah.
0: you can't go half in with this, especially when you're in so much pain. I mean, I, I remember when yeah. I was uh, trying yeah. to, trying to write write jokes in the morning waking up and uh sitting at my desk and trying to come up with material. Not only did the last thing in my mind would be to try and, you know, create humor when I was struggling, and secondly, my my hand couldn't hold the pen properly it would hurt and yeah, so yeah. and i'm thinking what am i doing here why am i trying yeah. to push forward here when when all the signals in my life are that i got to do something enormous to try and stop this and that just yeah. just sort of tinkering around the edges here is clearly not working and so yeah i i um had to you know you kind of you kind of got to go into maintenance mode with the rest of your life so it's not like yeah. you know in your case it's not like you don't show up to work. You show up to work, but maybe you don't take on an expansion project and double your business that year. That's not the year to do it. Yeah, That year is the year just to, to maybe try and hit the same kind of targets and keep everyone happy as what you did last year in maintenance mode while you focus all your excess energy into trying to get well. It is
1: mm. interesting because I look back now and think, I actually went to work. How did I manage that? But I did, and mm. I did because, I, I had to, mm-hmm. I had to be focused, you know, I took loads of painkillers, I remember, you know, and, and I was, I was in such a bad way that I thought I need to just walk away from this business, because mm. I can't. And don't forget, I was on this medication that I, I'd go into work on a Tuesday feeling really poorly.
0: yeah,
1: And then it zapped my energy. So I'd, I'd come home and sleep all the time. And then by Thursday, it was like, I, I'm back here. I'm okay. Oh goodness, it's Monday soon, and then we go. You know, and how I manage that, I I I don't know, but you do. But and and when I saw your, you know, when I had that link, and I remember looking at Bobby, thinking, Bobby, I I've got to do something about this. I can't just you know take all this medication. It, it's not it's not right. Mm. So yes, so I yeah, and maintaining is, is important. But I think the other thing what I'd mentioned earlier was that, you know, we we, we have to understand that, you know, going plant based is not going to be always smooth. There will be hiccups and you know I've had flare-ups whether I had an infection, whether you know it was a shock to the system because of an accident, but there will be flare-ups, you know. I remember thinking I, I was really well. And I was on, you know, I was on the diet, and you know, everything was good. And I I had a hiccup and I had pain, and it wasn't severe pain, but I remember feeling very anxious. And in a way, I panicked and thought, I don't want this pain anymore, I don't want this pain anymore. And I think we need to learn to kind of deal with that, that it will happen, but it's how we deal with it. And if you're if you're so in touch with your body and and what you're doing, then you can get through it. I've got through a few flare-ups, you know, and I'm I'm back here and even now if I have some pain, um, I'm able to manage it better psychologically, mm. physically, mm. you know. So you become more stronger with it with it all, definitely. Mm. You know, don't be afraid of pain, I think what I'm trying to say, that if you have a flare-up, you can get back on that path, you know. Yeah. And and also Clint, that you know what you had you had there was a link I saw actually when I was away. That, you know, if you have eaten something that you shouldn't have, um, that procedure, I read that because I was on holiday and I thought, goodness, you know, this is so much more difficult. But going back to the beginning, mm-hmm. we go to Greece um, every year. <laughs> we brought a juicer and took this juicer with us yeah. <laughs> to Greece. And here we are at the supermarket buying all the stuff and we just yeah. carrying on like we do in here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. No, it, it, you can do it. it it's it can be done
0: that sort of stuff's happening more and yeah. more worldwide as yes. the yes. as the as the crew yeah. are all bringing their uh their juices <laughs> and stuff following this program so uh well thank you and um it's interesting to, for me as you know from the business point of view or just trying to reach more people' point of view that someone posted a link and it was that one link that got you yes. to click through. and I just want it to make the, I just want to make a point that's that's uh, interesting and I've observed in the last 12 months or so. Sometimes when we stick our neck out when we put a link on Facebook groups uh, or yes. online forums, we open up ourselves to criticism because other people who are, like you described earlier, the meat eaters or the people who have who have yes. dabbled in a different kind of approach like a keto or paleo and not had success and have become very bitter and critical of other people when they change their diet or want to seek another path, they quickly jump on some comment like that and become very negative and And this can be very dissuasive to then in Thanks. the future post exactly. a link again. And I've actually encourage my uh, audience to stay away from negative Facebook groups and negative online <laughs> forums, which <laughs> has meant, uh, as they have done so, that now those links are actually more scarce. And so people are not on those platforms because they're out getting well. And so there's platforms of more, uh, the higher percentage of people who are either not supportive of the plant-based approach or are unaware of it as are more mm-hmm. people. so. So if the opportunity arrives, if people are listening to this or watching this, please do stick your neck out and just say, hey, you might want to try this because whilst there might be a little bit of criticism come your way and say, hey, that doesn't work, just because that's what people are like. Yes, yes. You might reach someone like Bambi and change their life.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I agree. And that's that's obviously what I said, that, you know, some opinions need to be pushed away you know and social media can be a little bit like that but I I think for me I believe that you know and I I I was never on Facebook but I had added this page initially to get some advice and that and very you know and there it was there was just this link to you Mm. and all I remember is your blue shirt
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Well, thank you, Bambi. This has been very enjoyable, and you've made my job very easy. I've sat back and enjoyed listening to you talk oh, and hearing you. your journey, and uh, and and it's been a, a great way for me to uh, to to spend my morning right. so far as hearing your story. Thank you so much for for, for sharing.
1: I'd also like to say thank you to you and your team because, you know, the support has been amazing. You know, the odd message that I would, you know, message you, your team, I always got a response back. Well done or brilliant. That's all encouraging. That's what we need. We need that positiveness to kind of carry on with our journey you know, and so I'm very thankful too, Clint, you know, and thank you for today.
0: Mm, I'll pass that on to my team. I've got two staff and they work out of the Philippines um, and uh, they're awesome. Uh, So my staff are called Ethel and Joe, and they work very, very hard to answer every question that we get into the help desk. And, of course, if someone asks me specifically uh, questions, then uh, um, they can uh, work out a way of... uh, Responding either via content I've created in the past, or encouraging them to to come and join and get my help daily in the in the Patterson program support. But they 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 work very hard, and I'm going to let them know that that yeah, they, they that they got fun. a shout out from you because they deserve yeah. it.
1: <laughs> Thank
0: you. Thanks so much. Well, have a wonderful rest of your day.
1: Thank you, and you too. Goodbye, bye, Clint. Thanks bye. You very much. And listening to the Patterson Program. For more information,
0: visit pattersonprogram.com.